Lend us your ears and rejoice now, for we are the chosen of mercy. Asuka, you are unrestrained. She will look over at Ato and say, If you are so kind as to cease the battle. I didn't want the battle to start. <sighs> well, you could have just run down the stairs. I wasn't about to let you hurt my friends. Mm, that's fine. Uh, and then you start to feel your muscles unlock. Well, I've seen what I've needed to see. You are all powerful, useful allies. Our mutual friend will be pleased that I now have the resources to strike both targets. Both targets? Yes. You expressed interest in striking out to end the slave trade. There is also a problem at the Temple of Etheria. Some people have gone missing. Whole families just she snaps her fingers, disappeared without a trace. We had our fair few run-ins with those who follow Lutheria, so I think I can make the jump here and say they're the ones behind the disappearances. Yes, quite a despicable lot, those who follow her. Truly. Is that what we're to do then? Well, before you were here, I only had enough men to strike at one, with confidence at least, that it would be done. But with you all, you could go and finish one of the tasks, and I will complete the other. Yes, that would make our friend quite happy. Who are you talking about? Ah, you can ask her yourself. That does not answer the question. I turn around and face Kyra. Kyra's like, what What are you looking at me? It's not me. What? Uh, what? She's got like her hands up in the air. I don't have a fucking spy network. You think I give a shit about Mitros? <laughs> All right, I, I kind of do, but you know. <laughs> so when, is, when are these attacks meant to be happening? Tomorrow, just before dawn, we will strike out while it is still dark and burn the places to the ground. If you wish to go after the slavers, or I guess in this case, it is one slaver left. She's giving us an option between going after the slavers and going after the Temple of Thavia, right? Correct. So, what are you going to do? She says, facing the rest of the party. I think we should go after the slavers. I agree with that. That sounds good to me. Alright, she will walk past you. We will show you the plans, the targets, what we have devised. And a little taste. She will toss to Nausicaa, who is the leader of this party, a flask of oil and a flask of alchemist fire. Very cool. That's the plan. 
she will step down the staircase, expecting you all to follow her. As I don't like her. Me neither. I don't see the problem. <laughs> Do you want to head down the staircase? Yes. yes. All right, you head down the staircase. You see the bellows room. There are two minotaurs, the ones who had uh, assisted you taking them up, as well as Varka. The Lady of Coins and Varka are over drafting up some shit. The Lady of Coins opens a chest here, and you see it is like filled with oil, like flasks of oil that she's prepared. The Lady of Coins looks over to you, steps forward, and is like, we will split the fire and oil. Two targets means we must be conservative with it. Trust me, if we need a fire, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Ah, uh, yes. I have heard the tales. Well, then we will take more than you. Three quarters to one quarter? Yeah, I think that will work. How big is the building that we're going to be burning? It is a manor of sorts. It is on Sticky and Row, but is one of the nicer buildings there. She will take you over to the table if you want and show you the map. And she will show you where it is. There is a large house and an open like trading marketplace. And she kind of points out one of the large buildings that is slightly separate from all the rest. Right here, a man named Maximus. An old and cruel gladiator. Won uh, many great games. Competed in the uh, Hundred Hands of Kentamane and has won twice. A feat that no one else has yet to replicate. He has won a lot of gold from his competitions. And with his wealth, he purchased many oaths. And then figured out a way to bend the rules on the Oath of Service. Normally, you cannot force someone to make it, such as with a charm spell or other sorts. But he was able to fix a situation for each of his poor victims. But he is the last holder of the Oaths of Service. If we kill him, there will be no more in the city. So, I guess this is where we part, then? You have the plans. You know when to strike. There is a crate of oil, and you can take some of the alchemist fire, just for backup. I guess Nefmet starts walking out. I don't know. <laughs> I'll follow up. I don't know about any of you, but I'm going to go drink. I'll actually also join you for that. Ow, a drink, you say. Okay, okay. Where do you want to go to drink? I'll follow Kyra for dr- drinks. I mean, if you let her guide you to a place, that's where you'll go. Lead on. Hell yeah. Kyra's choice. Fuck yeah. She takes you on quite a walk. Past the satyr's tail. Kind of deeper into the Stygian Row. To a place called the Siren's Roost. It is a very classy establishment. I will say that there is... Very sweet music playing through this. By another siren. What are we going to do about this Lady of Coins thing tomorrow? I was going along with it before, but now that we've met her, I don't trust her. 
I mean, as long as we're not going to actually be involved with her, she just gave us the materials to do the job ourselves. And we are able to verify the information. I don't see the reason not to do it. Because it's not like we're working directly with her. But we're doing something for her. That's arguably worse. At this point, we're pawns in her game. Yeah, that's why I said verify the information. It doesn't matter how well verified it is. We're still doing what she wants. There could be some larger plan here. I don't know. I just don't like it. There could be a larger plan here. Or we could just be getting rid of uh, oil on the ass of the universe. So... Yes, it could, we could just be killing a slaver, which I would be, I would personally be fine with. We don't have to think, we don't have to view it as being related to this lady of coins. Ada kind of shakes his head. After how we left that hideout, Nehman, I thought you'd be on my side about this. Uh, well, then I, now I'm just pissed off and I would like to hit things. And if we can kill a slaver, I don't. I'm, I would be happy, I would be just as happy if we left the city tomorrow and got on our way. Now that you mention it, Ato, I am interested in what she is doing here. I mean, I don't know. The two options here were attacking the temple of a goddess that we know is actively trying to stop us, or what we're doing now. I just, I'm concerned because of how other parties are wrapped up in this. Well, we have until early, early tomorrow morning to figure out what could be behind her motivation. What is her, and if, if we can discover nothing other than this is a person who has, holds a lot of slaves, and if we kill them, then many people will be free. And she will not benefit. She does not stand to directly benefit from it, and her goal is altruistic. Then we can do it. If we find out information that would lead us to suspect that we are being manipulated, we don't have to do it. In fact, we could go. We could go burn down her freaking hideout right now, if we wanted to. When we left, were we also were we blindfolded again? No, you walked out. Past a lot of traps. A lot of traps. Could we figure out where we were? Oh, yeah, you were in the Colossus of Pythor. Nehmet, you were knocked unconscious twice. What part of that felt altruistic to you? We went there to seek help, and here you are nursing wounds. And I'll turn to Ilva, and you said we had two choices. It's never just two choices. There's always something you can do. We don't have to stay here and fix their problems. King, well, Acastus, he gave us this fourth labor, he called it. I don't know if it deserves that title, but he told us where to find the Ultros. We had a vision of that earlier from the Horn of Balmaitri. It could get us, it could get us more mobility. I know it's, it's selfish, it could, but it could get us to Scorpion Island. It could get us farther along in solving what seems like such a small thing that could be just in favor of someone who would be making the world worse. That is why I suggested looking for more information again. I'm, I'm not against not doing it. I am happy 
to not do it. She was pretty upfront with the reason she was kicking our asses. Because she wanted to see if we had the metal. I didn't like her attitude. And, you know, we, we did this all voluntarily. So we can voluntarily decide after we find more information if we want to do it or not. Where do you hope to find this information? I don't know. That would be a team effort. She's a mysterious thief lord. I've heard her name whispered when I was near here before. She's not the kind of person that you just read up on. I don't know what kind of information you hope to find. I, I don't know. I came here to get drunk. Why are we having this conversation? Because you're going to be drunk for the rest of the day. And then once the day is over, we need to figure out what we're doing. And I want us to make an educated choice because I don't like how we left where we just were. Actually. She said we have a mutual friend. Would you look at that? A lead. Or, you know, we could try and figure out information about this slaver. Well, that's more than just saying, let's find out something about her. What? I... This... Whatever. Nefmet just stares at his drink. <sighs> well, I'm gonna keep getting drunk. This is Kyra. There's this, uh... Demonstration that occurs a couple blocks away. Just cross the river again. You'll see what I'm talking about. I would like to have a few more drinks in me. Alright. You're all so dour. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go have some fun. She gets up, she walks over to Ambrosia, whispers something, kinda calls you guys, it's like, I'll keep keep drinking. And then she's like she kinda motions up to the uh the siren that's playing the music, who is singing a quite it is both a sad and happy song, a bittersweet one. But her, like, brilliant red feathers are only a little bit dulled by her sorrow. And then Ambrosia kind of calls up to the siren, saying, uh, Anastasia, you have a visitor who would like to meet you. And Kyra will take her into a back room. That's an interesting development. And then, then another musician will come out, not as skilled as Anastasia, but uh, still pretty high quality. Shortly after the argument between Beto and Nahlet, Beto will storm out. He's just going to take a walk. All right. Aria will go after Eto. You're not going to stay in the bar? Also looking around, you do start to realize, uh, maybe there's something a little more risque about this bar. Hmm. I just lean over to Nasca and just say, I'm not, not drunk, am I? That, that guy's not wearing a shirt, right? I don't think he is. <laughs> I uh, can I have another? I'm gonna also just say to Nausicaa, well I guess it's just the two of us here. That was a good catch earlier. Ah, uh, thanks. Probably for the best that we're not going to the Temple of Lutheria. Yeah. I think the uh slavers are more of an issue than the temple. So is Ato just like walking away even though Ariel's calling after him or if you call after me, I'll I'll like keep walking for a ways, but if you like keep following and calling after me eventually I will give in and wait for you. I won't like turn around and go back to you, but I will wait for you. And then we will we can walk together. Where are you going? Just trying to clear my head. Are you okay? Do you remember weeks ago when the five of us first met each other in that little 
wine house up, up in the country and we met Kyra there and she told us we were destined to be great heroes and I don't know if any of us really believed I don't think I did I was told that someone there might be able to help me with my problem but we were told by Versi a day later that we were the only chance at saving this whole place all of Thylea all that I've ever known and presumably all that you've ever known I know that we've got Ilva and Nehmet from who knows where, but we were told we had to complete these three quests and we'd be ready to save the world. And we did those three quests and they sort of led us here. And it feels like somewhere along the way between Versi and here, we've managed to grow even farther apart. Somehow we were closer as strangers meeting at a wine house. Now we're arguing over what to do. Our quests seem divergent. We're all trying to go our own direction, but we still need each other. It just feels harder somehow than it used to be. Do you have a family? He takes a very long, long pause when you ask that and quietly says no. Did you ever have one? He swallows audibly and strains his back and says Yes. Was it always easy with them? Did you never argue? We argue because we care about each other. We want to do what's right. We all do. We just don't know what that is. I guess that's true. I don't know what's right either. I just, I feel like we're getting distracted. And I'm some of the reason for that distraction too. I know that I urged us to go to the necropolis instead of trying to rescue Ilva's sister sooner. I know that I'm just as much at fault, but that just goes to show that all of us need to focus, I think. I, I don't know. I don't think that we're always going to be on the right side, but for now they're calling us heroes, so I say we go with what the group thinks is best. What about when they stop calling us heroes? What if this new thing we want to do with this mysterious thief queen monster up in that tower what if what she's asking us to do isn't what we think what if despite all of this research that Nehemiah and Nielva say they're going to do what if we do something terrible what if we bring something terrible to bear well then we'll have something to atone for how do you know which path we should take I don't no one does that's the point I'm trying to make how do you know what path you think we should take? Is it anything more than a gut feeling? I just, I just don't think that we should split up. I agree. And I think that's why this is so hard. What do you think we should do, Ariel? I don't know. I haven't always had the best track record, so I think it's probably best if I leave this decision up to you guys. But you're part of us. There are five of us. If one of us abstains, there will be a tie, a divide. There's some inherent balance in the fact that you're also here. Not that you are auxiliary to the other four of us, but <laughs> you seem to be a unifying and tie-breaking force in our group often. You seem to have, in some way, somehow, more of a moral compass than the rest of us sometimes, which seems wrong to say, given how you behave sometimes, not to look down on 
your lifestyle. I just honestly and simply, what do you think we should do next? I just need to hear something straight. I don't want to hear about we should do this if, or we should only do this when we know it's right. What do you think we should do next, Ariel? I don't like where we're going either, but I don't know what would be better. I'm sorry, that's not a straight answer, but that's the best I can give. The way I see it, the problem I hand boils down to me not trusting this lady of coins who Cairo is so eager to point us to. And she's helped us a lot in the past, as frustrating as she can be, but she's also led us astray, led us to ridiculous tangents that we don't need to have between our track record with her suggestions <laughs> and my gut telling me this lady of coins is bad news. I just, every fiber of my being has been saying we need to get out of my trust as quickly as possible. And I don't think that's just because I'm not from around here. I trust Kyra, even if I don't trust the lady of coins. I know that she's not always led us in the most direct, most direct path, but she saved our lives. I don't think that she would purposefully lead us into a, a bad path. You think we should go after the slaver then? I guess so. Ato lets out a heavy sigh. I've kind of been envisioning at least the latter half of this conversation happening like on this bridge or like next to the river, just like sitting looking at the water. Ato lets out a heavy sigh and maybe like tosses a rock into the river and says, okay then, I guess tomorrow morning we'll go find this slaver. You can go back to the bar, have your fun. It, it looked like a nice place for you. I'm going to keep walking for a bit, get some fresh air. Don't go too far. I'll come back. Where do you want to go for a walk? Where would it be interesting for me? Like, if there's a cool that would be pretty interesting in for you to walk there. It'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, for go you to for go it. Over here. Okay. Yeah, you uh, arrive at a marketplace. There was a large crowd on one half, and you see a set-up podium with multiple cages filled with minotaurs and a man in a bright red cloak and armor, shaved head with a scar across his face. Very grim expression, calling out to the crowd, Step up, step up. See the finest creatures I have to offer. Do you want to step up at all? I'll join the crowd, see what's going on. All right. He's just very showy, as if he was a great gladiator performing to a crowd. And he kind of calls, anyone need a strong set of arms? Someone worthy to sacrifice the great games to the Lord Sidon? Come one, step up. They're not too expensive. How do the minotaurs in the cages look? Not great. They're very poorly treated. Some of them are much larger and stronger than the others. Some are clearly younger. Both men and women, minotaur. I'll just ask someone in the crowd, who is this man? Ah, that is Maximus. He was a great gladiator once. And now he uh, sells oaths of service. I hear they are quite prized, at least among the 
richer blood. And he just kind of paces back and forth a bit. And then, like, a finely dressed woman steps up. She's got, like, a pretty tight toga. A very fashionable one. And she's got her curly black hair pulled up into a fashionable bun. And she says to Maximus, Which of these would you say is the strongest? And he turns to her and says, Ah, this mighty creature here. He gestures to the one behind him. He goes by the name Bullbug. Great warrior. And you do see that this, of the Minotaur here, Bullbug is definitely the strongest and most combat capable, probably, of all the Mm -hmm. Minotaur. And he will say he could be a worthy champion for you in the great games for a meager price of 450 drachme. And the woman kind of scoffs, turns her head. That is too much for me. For a, a bull like this? Hmm. Well, I could sweeten the deal. Perhaps a demonstration of sorts. And he kind of scans the crowd a bit. Is there anything you want to do, Eto? Are you just going to stand there? When he mentions the cost, Eto will also let out a little a scoff that's a little louder than he intended at first. So the people around him here and kind of says quietly, like, that's far too much for a servant treated so poorly. Mm. But I'm not going to, like, step forward or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, well, no takers then. She's like, well, I cannot just take your word for it. Is there any way you could lower the price? And he's like, the lowest I can go is 300 drachme. And she looks a little bit more agreeable. But she says, ah, perhaps you can find someone else to pay the coin. And she turns away, disappears back into the crowd. And then Maximus will continue to kind of showboat about all of the captive minotaurs. Eto will make some comment about how Mitrosians are clearly elitist monsters who don't know how to treat their own servants and walk off to get fresh air somewhere less terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ariel, you wanted to go talk with Kyra? Yes, it was. Do you want to hang out back at the bar? Because she's not free yet. I will say that. Sure, yeah. I'll hang out for a bit. All right. Ariel arrives back at the Siren's Roost. Welcome back. So are we drinking or what? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I assume at some point Kyra is coming back here, right? Yeah, maybe. Alright, well, I'll stick around for at least a couple of hours hanging out with Jenkins. Ilva's actually drunk at this point. And when Ariel comes in after, I guess, a little bit, she'll just say, Uh, is he alright? No, he'll be fine. Alright. Are you all right? I feel great. Ariel is <laughs> just very clearly enjoying this. <laughs> I feel, I feel really weird. <laughs> so Ariel will drink and you know slightly babysit Ilva for a while. <laughs> I'm okay. I swear. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think I'm okay. 
Yeah, we'll see, hun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I made the right decision taking off my mask and all that stuff. I really appreciate how much you trust us. I, I do. I, I do trust trust you all quite a bit. You've uh, you've all shown me a lot of kindness here. Yes. I think I'm going to take a nap. This, this is a very comfy bar. <laughs> How about you drink a glass of water first? Yep, that works. Is that being paid for by Cairo too? <laughs> for the record, I'm really glad you decided to show us your face. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good thing, so you're, you're welcome. I don't, that feels weird to say. Here's my face. You're welcome. <laughs> I will lean down and give her a, a slight kiss on the uh, forehead of her mask. I will walk Ilva back to the palace. Okay. Yeah, once Nehmet sees that Ariel and Ilva are leaving, he will leave as well. He will leave with okay. them. Kyra still has not left. Ariel will come back for Kyra. Well, that makes her stealth check a lot easier. If Ariel says that she'll come back for Kyra once they get to the palace, Nehmet will offer to take Ilva and escort her back to her quarters so she so that Ariel can go back to the bar. Well, it works for me. Yeah, Kyra, you see her kind of like edging her along like the wall out of the hallway to the private rooms. Hi, Kyra. Shit. Hi, hello, Ariel. Everything okay? Mm, yep. No, you didn't surprise me at all. What? What? What do you want? What? What you doing here for? I'm just. I don't know. I'm wondering if we made the right call. The right call about becoming heroes. Well, you have insight on that. I won't say no, but. Oh well, I mean, it's either that or the whole continent burns. You know, that's pretty good. The Lady of Coins? Yes, what about the Lady of Coins? She... Mm. I do not know her very well. The weapon she wielded was a gift from one of my friends to Valis. I suspect Valis gave it to her. Unless she snuck into Valis's room at night, which, I mean, it's possible. But, like, she's got, like, crazy 360 vision. Yeah, it's kind of, you can't sneak up on her. That's what I'm saying. So, do you think she's trustworthy? I fucking, I don't know. She's, uh, seems like a very driven woman. It's like she's got uh, her own ideals that she wants to see through. Any idea if those are ideals we might agree with? She kind of shrugs. You'll have to ask her yourself, or maybe someone who has greater insight. I just see her as a competent woman. You think she's really an Amazon? She said that she had that comment. I don't know if she's a was faking or not, just boasting. A lot of people say they're Amazons, but like you know, you can kind of tell when they are Amazons. You know, Macalia and all that. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, I have one more question for you. Hmm. Are you okay? Mm, yes. Are you lying to me? You want to make an insight check? 
Yes. Go for it. <laughs> Those are pretty good rules. Realize that the Siren's Roost is also a strip club. Ragna is there to take Ilva in, and she is like a doting older sister to Ilva. Nehmet will be like, I think this might have been the first time we saw Ilva really get to drinking. She uh, she said some, some really funny things. I, it was very good. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're speaking in... Mag and Hild Elvish, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, she will shockingly, kind of shocked that you understand her, will reply kind of back. It's like, ah, well, there might have been maybe a few times back home. She doesn't do it too often, so she might not know her limits. It's a little bit dangerous. I, I remember when I was like that when I was younger. Replying in Mag and Hild Elvish, it just says, I forgot you could do that. Okay, back to Nehmet heading off to, I guess, speak with Valis. Uh, it is kind of late in the evening, or I guess supper time, kind of early evening, late afternoon, and you find Valis with Macalia and a couple more of her Amazonian entourage having a lovely tea time in a garden that is hers. So, so what do you want to speak to her about? Valis will put down her cup of tea and will gesture for you to come sit with her. He walks over, he says, oh, Thank you, Your Highness. Of course, Nehmet. Are you feeling better? Much better. I generously thank you for your sacrifice in my name. Of course, it was, was our pleasure. I do hate to be continuing to ask for help, but being as you are the wisest of the five, there was something I wanted to ask you about. Of course. It seems that we might have encountered a mutual friend of yours, or so she says, and there seems to be a task that she has offered to us, and we are, you might say, split on whether or not we would do it, because we are unsure what her motives are and what would be her incentives and what would be the ramifications. And, of course, I hesitate to ask a queen to be involved in the business of mortals and of common folk. But what is it that you know of this Maximus? Oh, yes. I see what, who you've met and what you speak of. She kind of sets her tea down. Maximus, to answer your specific question. He is a foul, foul creature, exploiting many poor Minotaur in conditions that he brings upon them and then offers their only salvation through swearing an indefinite oath. And to answer your unspoken question, the task that you are taking is one that I wish to be done. Perhaps it is improper to say we. There are some among us who worry about who might benefit and what ramifications such an act would have. Can you speak to what sort of things might precipitate from this action? Does our mutual friend have altruistic goals? Is this not 
some form of trickery? Maxena is a wily one. She has her own purposes and goals in life. But we both agree and are working together to make Mitros a better place. I would say that that satisfies my question. I hope that they will satisfy the the nerves of the rest of our group. If they can be convinced, your task may be resolved as early as tomorrow morning. I look forward to it. And if you need to give them further convincing, if the Minotaur trade is disrupted, the Order of Sidon will no longer have a Minotaur to sacrifice at the Great Games. It will bring them great dishonor and will make Gaius very unhappy. Nehmet smiles. Even it, He like chuckles. And he's like, <laughs> ah, well, I'm sold. Hopefully that will be enough to convince the rest of my fellows. He will finish the rest of what he says in Halconan. He'll say, thank you so much for your time. I have always appreciated your wisdom, especially now. And then he'll do a, a very particular bow that she will recognize from Halcona when addressing royalty, like how he did when he was showing deference to the dragon in the, the main hall. And he will say goodbye again in Halconan and then, or good evening, like, and he'll, he'll depart. She will reply with a, it is always my pleasure to offer such aid, also in Halconan. And then we'll give a return kind of gesture of thanks that the nobility would have given to the dragon lords and other knights of the realm. Nehmet smiles, of course, and leaves. And as he's leaving, he nods and he's like, you're a Amazonian ship? And uh, Macaulay, as he's leaving. She will just like kind of nod her head, barely, like a single degree. Before you go, you see Valis kind of beckon Macalia over and will say, range for the Stimfei to depart for first light. Nahmet will go out to sort of the courtyard of the castle where the, the like the main entrance is and sort of post up there and at like in a place where he's you know, like up high a little bit and just kind of indulging in the the moonlight and like playing his instrument and waiting to see anybody else makes it back, particularly Ato or Ariel. You do see Ariel and Kyra arrive together. Unless, of course, Ariel, you want to split off. I was wondering if I saw Ato on the way back. What, like, time of night is it? Kind of early-ish evening. After going on a nice long walk, I'll circle back going to the bar to check on everyone. Of course, they're probably not going to be there, but I'll see Ariel either there or we'll meet on the road. Yeah, you'll meet just outside of the palace. So Nehmet, you kind of see them all, they converge. Ato with his fucking long-ass stride catches up to Ariel and Kyra. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ariel will gather Ato and Nehmet, if possible. Once they sort of make eye contact, Nehmet will kind of jump down and um, tell them about his meeting with Phallus. Ariel will say, I'm really worried about Kyla. Why is that? She's acting as though she doesn't have 
time left. What does that mean? Like she's dying. That seems strange. I don't know that she's in her right mind. And Ariel looks at Ada when she says that. Could this, do you think, be related to the fact that she has not had a sacrifice in quite a while? I don't know. But I, I think that that could help. Troubling. But I suppose it would explain her behavior. Earlier when we were trying to figure out what to do about the miracle, we did lay out a number of options. Great beasts we could play and sacrifice for Valus and Kyra. We said we'd give Valus the Hydra and the next one we got would be for Kyra. Maybe we just need to move that timetable up. I think that's a good idea. Certainly we could make that work. That being said, if I remember right, there isn't really another one close. The Eye of Winter might actually be the closest one. And from what I remember from our encounter with him last time, I'm not too eager to go back to the necropolis. No, I agree with that. I mean, with our luck, I would imagine that we might encounter something on the way to finding the ultras. But that just... Uh... Could be because I've read too many epic poems. Once we obtain the ultras and figure out how to get it back out here to the sea, I think it was Valus who mentioned the Lotus Witch would be a worthy sacrifice. That's the same name that Damon mentioned to me that I should be searching for on Scorpion Island. So we at least know where that one is. Though no guarantee how easy it'll be to get to once we have the boat. Yes, and there's no guarantee that if Kyra is truly withering, that we will have enough time. Maybe we could talk to Valis or someone, see if she has any advice. Absolutely. I spoke with her not too long ago when I got back asking about our mission. She said that she and the Lady of Coins are working together. The mission to dispose of Maximus is her idea. And if the Minotaur trade was disrupted by him being assassinated, the Order of Sidon would lose it, some of its foothold and they would lose an opportunity to sacrifice a Minotaur for the great games. And she said that in few words that we can trust the Lady of Coins. But that was just what she told me. If we feel like we can trust Valis, then perhaps we can trust her. I apologize for being standoffish about it earlier. When I was out walking while y'all were in the Siren's Roost, I came across a marketplace that was a pretty despicable scene of some of this Minotaur trade. And actually, Maximus. I believe was there's one by his name at least. He had a scar across his face. Someone mentioned that he was an ex-gladiator. The Minotaurs were treated terribly and he was asking an incredible price for them. But that, that aside, I have seen him now and it does seem like getting rid of him would at the very least remove another person from Thylea who lives to cause pain. I think now we just have to wrestle with 
what's more important, eliminating Maximus or helping Kyra as quickly as we can? Well, I don't particularly see why we can't try to accomplish both. We have little information at this exact moment as to where we could go to find a beast significant enough to sacrifice to Kyra. We could go to the Necropolis, or we could get the Ultras and go to Scorpion Island. How far away is the Necropolis? Five days march? I think it's more like three and a half. And how far is it to the other place? The Dead, the Dead Falls. Falls. Really far. far. Two days to Astoria, another day to the Sour Vintage, then another day to the river, and then probably a day of river rafting to the Dead Falls. So five days. Where did you guys have this conversation? I assumed like we might start it in the courtyard, but then be walking and talking. I know it's just the three of us here, but I hadn't caught sight of Nausicaa since I left the bar. Last I saw, Ilva was putting down that wine a little faster than I'd seen her do before. So I'm not sure how useful her vote would be right now, but at least the three of us here, what do we think our next move should be? I don't see anything wrong with taking the morning to rid the world of a nuisance and then taking the rest of tomorrow to figure out where it is we want to go next because it will be a number of days travel no matter where we decide to go.